Hey, David. Yeah, that's me. What's up, man? Talk to me. Yeah. So, uh, guess what I did all day? Um, no idea. I why well, I I shouldn't say I did this all day because I I I'll be waiting for it all day. But the other day, I spent hours trying to track down a place to order fish and chips for this glorious Good Friday. Um, it's it's very tough to do. I had uh, some places where I called and they were like, you know what? You can pick up your fish at 7 p.m. I was like, oh, that seems reasonable. And then the girl was like, no, just kidding. 8.30 p.m. I was like, I'm not picking fish up at 8.30 p.m. No. Uh, I finally got Why a not? place because I want to eat at a decent time. With with that being said, uh, we understand it's a holiday weekend this weekend, and we hope you all enjoy it and you spend some time with your family if you're able to. If you're staying safe and quarantining, please do that as well. It's going to be an interesting few months, but well, well, we know that um, quarantine part three is coming up, or lockdown part three is coming up, probably right after the holiday weekend. So, you know, everyone get out there, do your shopping visit all your friends, have parties, all that stuff, because we're probably going to go on another one month lockdown where we can only meet at Costco and Walmart. And uh, you can listen to our podcast. You know, you bring up a good point. You really do. And it's it's almost sad, really, that you can't go spend some time with your family, but you could meet up at the mall and walk around for two hours. I know, right? Um, yeah, it's the same thing happened around Christmas, right? Like the Ontario government, for our uh, American listeners, uh, the Ontario government has this, is. They're all over the place with this whole coronavirus lockdown fiasco stuff. So um, right before Christmas, they decided to have a 28-day lockdown right after Christmas. And yesterday, there was an announcement that there would be an announcement today, right? Like an important announcement. And the announcement today... Is there's going to be an announcement was tomorrow. An announcement tomorrow. It's... It's it's stupid, but you know, we gotta do what we can. A lot of us are still being pretty good with you know going to work and coming home. Um, I got in an argument. Some well, not really an argument. I pointed out to uh, an individual online yesterday who likes to go shopping like whenever they possibly can, and like it's not just shopping for groceries or toilet paper right they literally just go out to peruse stores and and buy random things and they were bitching that we're going to have another lockdown because of all of these people who are you know going to anti-vaccine protests and anti-mask protests and who are gathering in the parks and outside city halls and all that stuff just to uh protest you know what all of this like you know control that the government is, is is imposing on everyone and i commented saying you know you know it's not just those people it's everyone who goes to the malls and who goes to all these and does like these random shopping trips every weekend who get together with their friends who have parties and you know big barbecues and all that stuff and i get it people are retired of it right it's been over a year now and nothing's really changed nothing's in a sense, nothing's actually gotten better, right? And he just he tried to defend it because he is one of these people that goes out all the time and buys random stuff. Like every weekend, he's posting something on his Facebook page about how he bought all of these, like he got these great items and shows like all these pictures of like, you know, a dozen things that he's bought. And it's just like, you are part of the problem. He's like, oh, well... I'm getting really ranty right now because it really annoys me (laughs) because 
he still blames, you know, these people that are anti-maskers and stuff like that. And sure, they are part of the problem. But where do they where does he think they go when they're done their protests? They go to the malls, they go to the stores and they start having parties with their friends. Right. And I highly doubt he's wiping everything down when he gets it home. Like all this stuff is just a big problem. And it's frustrating because, you know, like we're, we're coming up, we're on a long weekend. You know, this is the time of year, like the weather's getting nice and people want to have barbecues. And I would have loved to have, you know, Easter dinner with my family, you know, because we haven't had Thanksgiving. We haven't had Easter or Christmas. We've now gone a full year of holidays. Right. Like all of those times, my parents, like they have a brand new kitchen. My mom finally, after, you know, 30 years living in our our house, has a gas range stovetop. Right. Like big deal. And she hasn't been able to cook any like big meals for everyone. Like she's so excited to be able to do that. Um, And it's just like these, it's the people who are doing their random ass shopping are equally at fault as the people who are, you know, going to these anti-mask protests and stuff like that. And I get it. There's sometimes where I have to go out to the stores and look for something that's not a necessity. Right. But, you know, sometimes you can't order things directly off Amazon. Right. And get it because they don't have it or, or it's actually cheaper. Like I would love, like I love supporting local businesses, but there's a, a time and a place for that. Right. Like if you're going out every week to do this, just to socialize with your friends, you know, there's, there's other ways to do it. What happened to those Jackbox parties that we were doing online, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I Another like, news. <laughs> now I'll just, I'll just touch on it quick to wrap it up in a nice little, Bo, I think uh, what's kind of funny about Ontario and the proof was in the pudding was Toronto opened up the second week of March and it's already just chaos. Mm -hmm. Like it was already bad in like southwestern Ontario, like London, Waterloo. Those areas were kind of struggling a bit. Ottawa was struggling a little bit as well. And then boom, it's just like, okay, so you're going to lock things back down. But the problem is there's so many people who are just belligerent to the idea of like what works. And I know like we here at my house, like we were, we haven't seen our parents really. Like uh, I've done some driveway visits, mm-hmm. but like I haven't seen my, my family in almost a year really. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so weird to be like that independent from your family. But you're used to seeing them like every like I know weekend or it's like every I'm other an weekend. adult now. Well, no, but you know what I mean? Like uh, at any point mm-hmm. in time, my parents house was available. I could just go over, hang out, mm-hmm whatever eat (laughs) um and now it's just like oh okay so like this is kind of what life is and i understand people are fatigued and that's a thing too but if the government just did what they were supposed to right away and shut it legitimately down not this piss-ass one that they did um in november where they shut down the toronto and brampton area and left everything else open and they were like oh shit Christmas is here and everything's out of control. Let's just let everybody shop all the way up to Christmas Eve and then we'll shut it down on Boxing Day. No, blanket it. This is this is my cry to you, government. I hope Doug Ford hears this podcast or this <laughs> clip of this podcast because he's not going to listen anyways. But blanket it. Shut it down for 21 days. Shut everything down. Conde- like Do what they did out West. Walmart does not need to be 100% open. Walmart's food section and pharmacy section should be open. Mm-hmm. Maybe some essential things like socks and underwear. Cool. You don't need the fishing area open. You don't need the t- the toy department open. That's why there's curbside p- pickup at like Toys R Us and stuff. Shut it all down. Do you remember last year this time we were all playing Animal Crossing, blissfully ignorant <laughs> out of our mind that we were all just sitting at home like socially distancing, building our own little towns where we didn't have to socially distance. We need that. That's what this work. Like, this is what Ontario needs right now. It's dire, but that's it. That's enough of that. We have video games and movies to talk about and I'm pissed off. Oh no. Okay. So what? Just the wording of an advertisement for the Snyder cut. Okay. And like I wanted I wanted to message you this the other day, but then I was like, you know what? Sometimes when I'm like angry and I text you, you actually are like repeat what you said, you idiot. 
So <laughs> this here it goes. Here it goes. <laughs> so now everyone can hear you in your glory. Okay. So there's this Crave TV advertisement that uh that plays over Sportsnet Radio. Like I listen to a lot of sports radio in the morning. I love my sports. And it's like get Crave. And then um there's this clip of Batman being like he hasn't fought us all together. And then they're like Watch the original, or the HBO original film, the Zack Snyder Justice League. No, fuck off. This is not an original film or an original idea. You made this movie. Somebody else finished it for you three years ago. You cannot turn around and say this is an original. This is how they are marketing the Justice League in Canada. And it is atrocious. I understand that one company owns the right to the Justice League. I'm fine with that. That's cool. That's very cool. I will probably buy it just to like, because I do appreciate a lot of what of Zack Snyder does. I also, at this point, cannot believe the amount of petitions that there have been to like restore the Snyderverse. but stop touting this. Like it's a brand new movie. It's the greatest movie that has ever been seen by man about a superhero. It was oh, but- an average movie that was four hours long. You <laughs> want to watch a four-hour movie? Watch The Ten Commandments. You want to see a movie that'll really shake you up this weekend? Watch The Ten Commandments. Hold on. If I watch The Ten Commandments, will I learn what Good Friday's all about? Other I think. Than, well, other than eating fish. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is, is that what you're going to ask your question? Can I eat Beyond Meat burgers? Does that count? I think so. Like, um, is it... Is it you're not allowed to eat meat, but does it include meat like products? I mean, fish is technically a meat, depending on what vegan you talk to. Wow, we're just offending everybody today. <laughs> what vegan? Well, well, don't worry, you'll know which vegan you're talking to because I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> so, funny thing happened at work the other day, <laughs> and this has nothing to do with vegans or anything like that. It just has to do with this show, actually. Uh, so during one of the surgeries that was going on, you know, you know, when you go to the dentist and you're lying there with your mouth open and you can't talk, right? But the the dentist and the, the assistant or whatever are just chatting away about stuff. Well, that happens like all the time. And so we were in surgery and... The, the surgeon had asked me a question about something and and I had mentioned, I, f- I forget the exact details, but I mentioned that we have a podcast and we, we have the show and <laughs> that pretty much derailed everything for the rest of the day because uh, for the rest of the day, the surgeon was telling everyone that I'm famous <laughs> and that I, have a pod- <laughs> that I have a podcast. And he, uh, he said that he listened to the, our our previous episode uh, but he had never seen the he'd never seen what was it uh he happened League, to so, pick so, the most so ranty episode we've had so he didn't know what we were talking about so maybe this one you know when when he gives us a listen because i told him i said <laughs> i said i expect a five-star review with the comment if i could give the six stars i would <laughs> so but hey uh more and more people are are listening mostly from my work or maybe just one episode and then they'll never know that I was talking about that place. But uh, it's, it's just kind of funny how the course of one day, you know, you make one, one comment about having a hobby <laughs> outside of work. Cause normally it's star Wars stuff because I have all the star Wars scrub caps and baby Yoda has been a topic of conversation for a while. Oh yeah. My baby Yoda showed up too. Oh, you didn't even let me play the song, but Oh, well continue. <laughs> Well, it's not really a bad thing because I, I started it six months ago. So, no, well, that was December. But the the thing is, oh, yeah. and I think Four it's months. really cool, is like that's the kind of support you kind of want, right? It's No, I know. It, it's actually, it was, it was they, they weren't making fun. And that's what I liked. It wasn't really making fun. You know how some people are like, oh, you have a podcast? Like, you're never going to make it. They they were asking, you know, like, oh, do you get money for that? Are you going to, like, are you going to get paid? And I told him, you know, like there's there's the logistics of, you know, we need so many downloads per month to be able to start a partnership with our, our host and, and, you know, like all these little things. Like we have a lot of stuff kind of 
in the in motion for getting some some funding or some money. And I told him, I was like, the goal isn't necessarily to become rich and famous off this show. We enjoy doing it because it's a hobby and we we like talking about it, about our topics, you know, and it's it brings us together. And and I was like, you know what, if if we can make enough eventually down the road, if we can make enough money off this show just to cover the cost of putting the show together, I'd be perfectly happy with that. Yeah, we are um, like, oh, they're like, that's a great that's that's a good outlook, right? Yeah, I like the the one thing I think I love about podcasting, and I know we have uh, we've dabbled in it in the past, and we've we've adventured in a few different things, but it's a it's very interesting how we've progressed because we went from that three gem one right, uh, and then we had I, I mean that didn't even really last, and then the next episode existed. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was just called the next episode, wasn't it? I don't think there was an actual three gem podcast. It was next episode presented by three gem when we were that video game review website with a bunch of other people. Yeah. Who have moved on to become a different website now because they really like Nintendo (laughs) and that's cool. Like they, they did their thing. We all went our separate ways. And then I honestly got out of this um, or like I left and myself and like Ty were, were shooting or like still recording podcasts with you. And then Ty was like, yeah, like I'm kind of out. Like, that's fine too. Like everybody has their way. And then you and I were like, do we kill it? And we started talking about it more and more. And that spark that like the passion and the reason we were actually sitting there and doing this from the get go kind of came back to us. And we were like, you know what? Let's do this. And then we came up with scene on screen. And honestly, the last, what, eight months? And it, like, honestly has nothing to do with the the pandemic because news is slowed down. But we're finding more uh, more news interesting. We're talking about it. And it's helping us grow an audience. Like, everyone listening here, we're thankful that you come by every week. Yeah. We're, We're thankful that this is part of your rotation. I always like looking at uh, so our um, our our host that we use. Um, like you guys may be listening to this on Spotify, um, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, whatever. But our host is separate. So um, when you listen to the show on your respective platform, it actually streams it from a, a separate website. Like these aren't hosted directly on you know, Spotify servers or whatever. So we can actually see analytics of where people are listening from. And I always like checking kind of like the countries and stuff like that. Um, And, you know, surprisingly enough, majority of our downloads come from the United States. Uh, We have a lot within kind of like Toronto GTA area because of, that's where kind of a lot of our friends are, but like city, for example, Windber, where is Windber? Windber is in Pennsylvania. If you live in Windber, thanks for checking our show out. <laughs> you know, like top cities by downloads. Windber is our number one city. Then comes Toronto. And so I don't know how accurate these are because, you know, like London, it says, and there's oh, a difference the between last, this is the last 30 days, but, um, I was going to say there's a difference between download and now subscription because Apple changed their whole thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's just kind of interesting to see, you know, like the people that listen in the United States, our friends down there, you know, it's not like we are are promoting this hardcore to everyone. We're not buying advertising. We're not doing any of that really. So any, anyone that's like stumbled upon this, it's just from a suggestion that they might've seen in their respective podcasting app or something like that. And they've uh, stuck it out. Like people who live in Texas, man, whoever you are, we love you. Same with yeah. Pennsylvania. We love and you. Illinois. We love you. And, and don't forget all those Canadians as well. You guys. <laughs> yeah. We love you. Yeah. Message us. Leave us a comment. We'll, we'll, we like to interact. We uh we get some interaction yeah. every now and then on the the old IG and we're we get super excited. Do you know what else was super exciting this week though? It got uh, it, it got David to, super it have, excited. 
something to does it rhyme with bar and snore? Yes. Bar snores? The, the intergalactic television show Bar Snores, which was stolen and then turned into the the movie galactic empire of Star Wars. Yes. Big announcement today. Huge. Mega. Well, today, but or, earlier in the week. Earlier this week. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We got to change our recording day. I'm usually exhausted by the time we record. I always just pretend that it's Friday when we're recording, but. That's just true. Change the clock, just change the clock on your computer when we record. Um, yeah, they announced the cast list for the Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi miniseries, which was actually pretty, pretty big news. Um, fans, f- fans for, I don't know, it seems like forever, have wanted uh, another movie or TV series starring... Obi-Wan Kenobi and played by Ewan McGregor. Um, and Disney finally has graced us with this. And I think it's starting filming in either later this year or beginning of 2022. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it starts filming sometime this summer. Once you've got the Um, cast, it's pretty close. Like, well, that's the thing is like, they clearly have scripts done. They clearly have um, characters that they need to cast. So now they have the actors behind them. So uh, there is still little information on who's playing who other than four main characters, which is kind of, you know, just based off of the, who they are, you know what they're playing. So obviously you McGregor is going to be playing Darth Vader and Hayden Christensen is going to be playing Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, you purposely messed that up, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. So Hugh McGregor's back in playing Space Jesus, um, also known as Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, which is super amazing. He is he he literally single-handedly is one of the best characters or best actors um, in the prequel trilogy. Hayden Christensen playing Darth Vader, which that announcement that, cause they announced that he was playing Darth Vader a while uh, ago. Yeah. Like a, a month or two ago. And it was kind of surprising. The response, not in this like fan response, not because it was negative, but because it was overwhelmingly positive. I think part people were excited that Darth Vader was going to be in it, but people were more excited. Like, cause like we pretty much knew that Darth Vader was going to be in this series, right? Like, this is what takes place 10 years after revenge of the Sith. I think people have also, yeah, exactly 10 years. Right. So, so there's a lot of, and if you've read any of the comics and stuff like that, that takes place, you know, there's a lot of stuff that takes place directly after revenge of the Sith and, and the empire is still hunting down, you know, the, the remaining Jedi. Um, so it would, it would be, you know, obvious that Darth Vader is going to be, you know, putting a, a lot of effort into hunting down Obi-Wan Kenobi because he knows that he's still alive. So the fact that people were super excited for Hayden Christensen to re- reprise his role as Darth Vader, even though he's going to be in a suit the whole time, maybe we'll see some cool, like, you know, him in his Cairo chamber or whatever, back to chamber type thing, you know, with the helmet off and, some actually get to see the actor. That'd be kind of cool. But I, uh, I think they might because of the success of the last three star Wars and constantly having uh wow. Why can't I think of his name? Adam divers character. Um, whoa. Kylo Ren. Thank you. Oh my God. I was like, Darth poop face. Yeah. Um, yeah, like with Kylo Ren constantly removing his helmet and putting it back on, I thought that that made the the Empire as First a whole. Order. Well, yeah, sorry. The, so I'm trying to blend both. Hold on. Um, what I think it did was made the First Order and now, now the Empire, if you did it with Darth Vader as well, makes it more accessible to the fan. Well, Because would Kylo Ren have been as intense if 
you didn't constantly see his face and his connection with Ray because the facial expressions were half of it. You don't see that when Darth Vader fights Obi-Wan Kenobi or when he fights Luke Skywalker. Like you don't feel that emotion. Like you can hear the the quote unquote hurt in his voice, but you can't feel it. Well, the thing with Darth Vader is like he needs the suit to survive. Like it's it's pretty much a life support suit. So he he can't take off the helmet without um like he he can't have the helmet off for too long otherwise he'll die. It's is kind of the helmet's part respirator, part um life support system, everything. So I don't think that they're going to have him with his helmet off too much but it would be interesting to see some sort of um, kind of meditation chamber stuff where he's out of the suit, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Hell, even if they just have him in the suit the whole time, knowing that it's Hayden Christian, like actually acting and playing as the character is pretty good. Um, they announced also Joel Egerton and Bonnie was a PCs. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, they played Uncle Owen and Aunt Brew. So they w- are Luke's aunt and uncle. And they were the same actors that played them in Star Wars Episode 3. So that's pretty much the four actors that have been, that we know their characters. Um, there's, what is it, Moss's Ingram? I don't know who that is. Who are you talking about? Oh, Mo- Moses, Moses and Graham Mosses. I don't know. Uh, Kumali Nanjani. Would you like me to read them? Yeah, because I'm terrible at this. Indra Varma. Okay, so. Indara. <laughs> Mo- Moses Ingram is from the Queen's Gambit. And you should stop reading people's names now. O'Shea Jackson Jr. <coughs> uh, Sung Kang from um, Fast and the Furious fame. You know, Han, Han survived. Um, Simone Kessel, uh, Ewan McGregor <laughs> uh, is Kumal Nanjiani. And who, what was the other one that you didn't get? Uh, Rupert Fring. Indra Varma. It's funny. So this, there's a picture going around. You can, you can Google this listeners, the Obi-Wan Kenobi cast. And there's a picture with all of them. And it's funny because the comments are uh, Rupert Friend, F-R-I-E-N-D, yeah, Rupert Friend. Uh, they say he's definitely going to play a an Imperial officer. Oh, that's going to go. Rich. No, are you talking about Indira Varma? Is that is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, she's from like Game of Thrones and stuff. I never watched that. Rupert William Anthony Friend is a British actor. Oh, of course he's playing a an imperial. She's Illyria. He's British. Sand. What is this guy being in? Homeland films. He's been in a lot of stuff. This is why you I've should seen. research your topics before you. Talk oh, he about was in It Man Forty Seven. There we go. The uh, only movie that I know. Michael Keaton. Oh yeah, he's not in it. So, anyway, so this is that uh, kind of exciting stuff. We'll see how this goes. It, it, and this is the type of stuff that we're, we're going to be trickle fed little, little bits of information from the, from the production of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, you know, just like we were with Mandalorian season one and season two, you know, next thing we're going to get is probably another cast update. You know, who's playing the names of these, these characters. Um, and then we'll get, you know, a behind the scenes, picture of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader, you know, Hugh McGregor and Hayden Christensen hugging, you know, one with their arms around the other one, you know, stuff like that, which is good. That gets people excited for this stuff. Um, um, the only thing that really kind of intrigues me right now with the whole 10 years after Revenge of the Sith is that's pretty much the middle waypoint to a new hope because I believe the timeline is about 19 years between the two films. Uh, yeah. 18 or 19 years. And it's going to be kind of exemplified by it actually being 16 real years, probably close to 17. If you account for um, filming and production of revenge of the Sith. 
So, like, Ewan's going to look a little bit older. And, like, obviously he's not going to look old as bones Ben Kenobi. But I hope that we see in this miniseries the reason Obi-Wan goes into hiding. It could be kind of like... What do you mean? You see the reason why he goes into hiding at the end of episode three. Yes, but uh, with more detail. Like, there's obviously got to be a reason why he goes and lives in a cave by himself. But well, he he goes, he, he says that he's going to look after the kid, right? Like, Yes, but that's not where I'm going. I was going to say, I'm very hopeful that both Star Wars and Marvel are doing the same thing. In a way, and like, Disney Studios is is very smart about this and goes, just because it's a miniseries doesn't mean it has to have a happy ending. Like, look at the way WandaVision ended. Could you imagine uh, like a heartbreaking end to Obi-Wan before you realize like like you could rewatch A New Hope and be like, oh, like obviously things are going to have to stick quite tightly to canon, even though they are making some of this content up. There's like this whole like you could really feel for him because like, well, really, in a new hope ha- you don't at the beginning because you're just like, oh, you found this old guy in a cave and then Darth Vader kills him like. The first or mm. second time I watched the movie, like I was a kid, I didn't really feel any ways for him until I saw the prequels, which was like 2005. I would have seen the reason why Obi-Wan left. So now to kind of have like that deeper story, like he did protect the kid. He did this, that, and the other thing. We're going to see kind of what happened in the middle and maybe like the final riff because they do say, or the the original synopsis said when they released this information at, uh, what was it called? Star Wars Con at D23. They You mean Star Wars Celebration? Yeah, but it was part of D23, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. So... Like they did say that this wasn't or Revenge of the Sith wasn't the last time that Obi-Wan and Darth Vader squared off. And they were alluding to the real reason Obi-Wan or Ben Kenobi ended up in that cave kind of thing. So that's what I'm most interested in is like what happened between one of those final tilts that it wasn't 10 years until he squared off with Darth Vader one last time where he lost. Well, I'm sure he's going to kind of fight Darth Vader a few times. Well, yeah, but that that's just what I'm saying. Like, we, we obviously know from Revenge of the Sith he goes into hiding. But we don't know to what extent. Yeah. Um, I think that the thing is, is because there is nothing that's technically canon that takes place during that time that directly relates to uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and and Luke and all that stuff that really just is kind of like the prequels in the sense where they just have to have everything kind of line up for the beginning of the next movie. Right. So the prequels, they could have done anything. All that happened, all that had to happen was Anakin had to turn it to Darth Vader, how they got there. You know, that's free reign. Anyone can like, it could have been anything. So with this series, same kind of idea, you know, they can do whatever they want with the characters and the stories and they just have to have it so that Luke doesn't know who like Luke cannot meet Obi-Wan Kenobi or at least know that he's Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, because in A New Hope, he doesn't know who he is. Like he just like, oh, he's looking for old Ben, like old Ben Kenobi, like that crazy guy. Like he knows who he is, but he's never met him. Right. So he can't meet him, but anything's really fair game. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to see how that, what would be sweet is if it somehow, Oh wait, no, never mind. I was going to say if it <laughs> incorporated into the Mandalorian somehow, but yeah, that's uh, <laughs> like 40 years later. Um, but uh, there was another, uh, another star Wars goodie that we, we got this this past week yeah for Um, somebody who doesn't watch the clone wars i was hella confused because i for whatever reason and this goes back to our conversation with jay when we did the whole star wars strip down i thought the bad batch was going to be live action and i was very disappointed to see that it was animated and i well in in your defense 
in your defense, they never really showed what it was. Like I they know, didn't just it was just like a logo. It. Um so Star Wars the Bad Batch is releasing on May 4th, which is Star Wars Day. So that's fitting. Uh it takes place after the uh, events of the clone Star Wars Clone Wars, um, which is uh, an awesome series. It's seven seven seasons. I'm only on like season four, so I've got a lot of catching up to do. But there's uh, a lot that goes on in that, um, and you really learn a lot about some individual clone troopers, Commander Cody, Rex, all that stuff. So the Bad Batch takes place afterwards, and it follows Clone Force 99, also known as the Bad Batch. Um, They are a group of five clone troopers who are kind of like an elite squad. And the events take place after Order 66, and I guess they have defected of some sort. Um, Because, what is it? They're on the run because Tarkin... Um, Grand Moff Tarkin officially names the Bad Batch as enemies of the state. So they are essentially going fighting against the Empire. Um, It's interesting because the trailer starts off with Tarkin kind of praising them, uh, saying that they're, you know, like they're very skilled, but they also kind of destroy, like, do things unorthodox and they're, they're um, rebellious kind of against their orders. Right. Um, so clearly these were well-trained soldiers and now they're on the run. I don't know too much about what's going on with this series, how long it's going to be uh, crazy thing though. The first episode, do you know how long it is for the bad batch? No, I do not 70 minutes. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, the first episode of The Bad Batch is a feature length film, pretty much. Uh, so it, it might be like five or six episodes, but uh, it's it's staying with the animation style of The Clone Wars. And I know you said that you were kind of disappointed with that because you wanted something live action, but watching this trailer if you compare it to like, some of the earlier seasons of clone wars, like it was still like the same animation style. It's still 3d animated with the same art style, but throughout the series of clone wars from season one to season seven. And now we're seeing this in the bad batch. They have, I don't know exactly what they've done, but it looks so much better. Um, it's almost as if like a remaster of a game, you know, like you remember it, games that you've played back on the PS2, right? Like, so we'll say like Ratchet and Clank, right? We, you play that on the PS2 and you remember back then it looked amazing. So that was like season one of Clone Wars. Like it was a, a unique take on um, this like 3D animated style. And then they do a remaster of the game in 2021, right? I guess that was 2016 when they redid remastered Ratchet and Clank. But yeah. You know, the game looks phenomenal. And you're like, this is what I saw in my head when I looked back at playing this game originally when it first launched. That's what I get the feeling for the Bad Batch. It's the same art style. It's the same animation as Clone Wars from season one. But they have advanced their the the, the quality, you know, technology's advanced, obviously, in the last, you know, 10 years since the series has come out. But it it does look really good um now granted i would love for this to be a um a live action series you know like i think that would have been really cool really gritty but i think they can do more with the story and with uh with everything you know doing it in a 3d animated style and that's the thing you're right a thousand we're getting we're getting all of these live action shows right but the the production time of them you know, we're not going to get the Obi-Wan series till what, 2022, like end of 2022. We're not even going to get um, the Boba Fett, Book of Boba, until Christmas of this year, right? Yes, but that was delayed because of everything else that happened with Disney, right? Like 
we're not we're now officially getting Black Widow July 9th both at home and in theaters probably well, most likely at home see and that's the thing though right a lot of these live action productions though they are they are physically limited to people getting together and doing the productions whereas animated stuff a lot of people you know a lot of these animators and these these people working on these 3D uh animated films and TV shows they can work from home easier they can do a lot of stuff remotely right so production sure it might have slowed down a little bit because you know they they won't necessarily have everything that they need right away at their disposal or you know it might take longer to upload files or render stuff right but there is less stopping production f- happening than um, during a live live action production you're, so you're I th- right I think though also the fact that they are keeping with the Clone Wars style because these characters originated in the Clone Wars um, it's it's an easier transition to to relate and to connect and to enjoy the series um, I hope that like for your sake for example I hope that they explain enough in that first episode that you don't have to have watched the entirety of the clone wars TV series to kind of understand who these actors are or who these characters are and what they went through and just to know where they're going in the series. I, I hate to tell you this, but you're wrong <laughs> and it's, it's you- not, sorry. It's, it's not that you're wrong. They're not going to do that because they want that content watched. Disney it's, plus it's, is so like hold on, going up the in first, price, right? But the hold on the first the first episode is 70 minutes. So there's no reason why they can't do a, a a quick recap or explanation of who these characters were. And in fact, we even see this in the trailer where they are doing training. Um, what is it? Training. Uh, I'm having a huge brain fart right now. Um, training exercises. And we know that they are, you know, working and under the command of the empire or at the time, the, I guess it would be the, the uh, Republic. Um, so we, we know this, like they've shown us that in the trailer. So I would not be surprised if the first, you know, 10, 15 minutes minimum of episode one is kind of a little backstory on the characters. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can see that. I can see that. It's uh right. Like if, if the first episode was like 25, like a 22 minute episode, then yeah, no, there's no way in hell that they would do that. They, they might intersperse a few kind of quick comments about like, Hey, remember back when uh, we had to kill some children in the order 66 there, you know, stuff like that. Um, but I think that there's enough runtime in that first episode to, kind of explain what the hell's going on or at least explain these characters a little more. And the thing is, is like, even though the one thing that I don't quite get is um, they're all clones, right? So they all should look the same, but they all look different. Like, is it weird that as a, as a, a film and TV watching community, especially in, in franchises and and IPs that we love so so much, that like the, it's funny. There's two mentalities. It's like, oh no, don't give us any sort of backstory. And then it's like, hey, I really hope they give us a backstory so I don't have to go back and watch. And I know you complained about this with WandaVision a little bit. A lot of people did uh, about WandaVision, if I'm being honest. Or the fact that every Spider-Man had a backstory and then the Tom Holland one didn't have Uncle Ben dying and people were very confused. Is it weird that now we've moved on from like, don't give us to a backstory to like, okay, give us a little bit of a backstory so we know what's going on? Because like these properties are so large now, like even Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the property is so big. It's like 23 movies deep and TV series. Mm-hmm. And I think like with I think the bad it depends batch, the though. Thing. I think it depends on the content though. Um, 
for things like Spider-Man, for example, there have been so many movies with the backstories, even in Spider-Man two and three, like the Sam Raimi one, you know, they still had like the whole flashbacks to uncle Owen or whatever his name was. Right. So we know that Uh, even in the amazing Spider-Man, we got to see it. So everyone knows that story. So when they didn't have that whole thing happen in um, the Marvel Spider-Man, that's fine because I think at this point that any the people who are watching that that don't know that his uncle died would be like children and stuff like that. Well, the other um, thing too is there. It's definitely an alternate timeline: Spider-Man and Peter Parker. That's correct. Yeah, because that's the true. other one is Peter B. Parker, right? I believe that's true. And Aunt May is old. You saw into the Spider Verse, like Aunt May is yeah. old, and this Aunt yeah. May is like young and hot. Um, for the for WandaVision, they needed some sort of backstory or they needed some ex- explanation because that wasn't a main character in any of the movies, right? Like, sure, she in um, was it Civil War? No, Age of Ultron. Um, was it, yeah, was it Civil War or Age of Ultron that they first showed up? Uh, sorry, which for Wanda, yeah, it was, was it Civil uh, Age War of Ultron. Or, Age of Ultron. Okay. You see them so at the very would, end of the Winter Soldier. That's right. So in Age of Ultron, you know, she was like a side character, like a, a pseudo enemy turned ally kind of thing. But they never really went into detail of the character. Like it wasn't necessarily an origin story per se in in regards to a traditional Marvel or superhero movie. So in the case of WandaVision, th- because it was a show about her. There was nothing really, there was one episode where they kind of talked about her, her backstory. Right. So then with the bad batch though, there was, because it is a brand new series following characters that are, it's their own, it's their own stories, but they're characters from another series, which yes, were prominent characters, or prom- yeah, prominent characters in that series, but they weren't main characters. There needs to be some sort of explanation to, you know, why or how they're here in the Bad Batch. Like if they, if it was just, uh, if if say it was uh, Clone Wars two, you know, like a continuation of Clone Wars, but it followed Ahsoka. Right. Even though we are getting an Ahsoka series, but say it, it took place same time, but just followed Ahsoka. That would make sense for them to not have a backstory to that. Right. Because that is all explained in the Clone Wars TV show. And she was a main character. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It, I think. Will I watch. The Bad Batch in its entirety? Probably, but it's not going to be one of those things. It's not going to be like Mandalorian or WandaVision or Falcon and the Winter Soldier where you sit down every every Friday and watch it, right? Um, I, I don't know if they're going to be releasing it that way. Um, if they're going to be releasing like an episode per week or if they're going to release everything all at once. Uh, but I'm definitely going to take the time to watch the first episode. Yeah, you know, yeah. pop some popcorn it will be another like release one at a time because Disney plus knows now that that's how they're getting you. They're increasing everything by 10 bucks USD, or I think it's like $14 Canadian in November. And for some people that's going to be a lot, but now that I'm using Disney plus much more than I'm even using my Netflix, like the only thing we're watching on Netflix right now is parks and rec. And that's because we're watching so much content on Disney. Now that it has star, like all the animation domination stuff is right there. I can watch Bob's mm-hmm. Burgers. I can watch Family Guy. And like you can watch the early seasons of Family Guy on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I'm watching Futurama all the time. Like, Can we take a moment to uh, talk about um, what was that? Mighty Ducks. Did I haven't you watch watched that? it. No, no, no. I haven't watched it. Yet. Don't. Okay. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but I'm going to say this. I decided to just play it the other day. 
just being like, oh, what is this? It's probably stupid, right? Don't tell me it's bad. Don't tell me it's bad. I actually, you, you remember watching the Mighty Ducks, the movies? Yes. And the feeling that you got that it was like, this is a ragtag bunch of kids that are going to make a hockey team. And and a rich you know, kid I, that lives, <sighs> that faked his address. Yeah, cake eater. I I got the same feeling. Now, clearly the show was made for, like, it had children in mind because it takes place, like, the kids are, like, 10 or 11, something like that. I don't know. It, they were that the Mighty this, Ducks. I know, but we're we're older now, right? So, of course, we're going to think it's kind of stupid. But it has the same feeling of the Mighty Ducks movies. And I was actually really entertained. Like, there was some stuff in there that actually made me laugh. Like legitimately laugh. Angela really likes one of the characters in it. Um, so you know what? I'm I'm actually gonna be watching this series. I'm gonna be watching it. Everyone. Like it's obviously, you know, it has some of the same tropes that some other movies have, and you know, it's the like the same kind of things that happen in the the movies, right? Like the typical, like, oh, they have like the girl, like the nerdy girl. They have the guy that, you know, can't really skate well. They, you know, all these kind of things. The from Aberman? The, the movie. <laughs> uh, and, but it, I don't know. It, it was, it was entertaining. And so props to them on making that show so entertaining. I hope that the, the next episodes, the next few keep it up because that could be a good staple in the Mighty Ducks universe. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, uh, um, ever since Gilmore Girls, I've always had uh, a schoolboy crush on Lauren Graham. So that's already a, a selling point for me. But like Emilio Estevez just looks so weird on skates now and it doesn't look normal to me. And I've been, I've always wanted a, a, a new Mighty Ducks, but with Charlie Conway being the coach. And he's, to my knowledge right now, he's not involved in the series. He might be eventually, but they, they brought in a lot of the older actors. So I'm not entirely sure kind of what the deal is, but I always envisioned another Mighty Ducks movie where Charlie Conway had a kid or something. And that's kind of where it went. Emilio Estevez in that is actually pretty good. Yeah. Now he hates kids and hockey from the trailer. And it's yeah. the two hockey bros from friggin' Letterkenny are in it as well. It makes like yeah. little sense. Um, but it's funny though, because I I think because if you've seen the Mighty Ducks movies, you know, like he was super into hockey and all that stuff. So I think this is kind of interesting because it's going to explore and, and I at least hope that they do this. I hope that they add a little more mature topics for kind of like the older people who are going to be watching this based off of the nostalgia for the Mighty Ducks movies. I hope that they explore Emilio Estevez, his character and explain why he no longer likes hockey and why he hates kids and like all that stuff. Um, because that's an interesting change to his yeah, character. Like, again, you could go into that right? deep dive. It's like um, the Obi-Wan so story that we happened. didn't know. And I hope that they, for, for the people who are, watching it for the nostalgia region reason they explain that and i'm excited to watch it i hope it's good david you you've definitely sold me on the mighty ducks game changers available on disney plus please sponsor us <laughs> can you imagine Yo, if we got a disney sponsorship uh jackie redmond, we could never say anything bad for them about them did, did you ever meet jackie redmond while we were at school no, I don't know who that is. So she went to Western for like the uh, the MTP program or whatever and did broadcasting and stuff. She was like two years ahead of us. And then she won like the Gillette, um, whatever the scores thing was at the time to become a sports anchor, worked at Sportsnet for a bunch. And now she's on the NHL network. Um, I, I encountered her once at a, a Western party. Just like I know who she is. I don't think she'd ever know who I was, but like there was like one of those kind of like, hey, what's up kind of thing moving on, whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyways, she posted on Instagram the other day that the Mighty Ducks Game Changer people sent her like a Ducks jersey, like the old school green Ducks jersey with her name on it. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, 
a lot of people from TV <laughs> that like our Ontario personalities went to the same schools we did. We just didn't go any further, I guess. <laughs> um, games for April. It's that time already. Holy shit. Do you feel like March just flew by? Not really. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> um, so starting off with a bang could be an April Fool's joke, but Outriders is dropping for all consoles. We all kind of thought it was going to be delayed, so I think this is going to be kind of interesting. I really want to see how um, it does. I'm I'm kind of hopeful that somehow Game Pass picks it up because I thought I saw it on a, a Game Pass list. Um, which makes it a lot easier for me to just try things before I choose to buy them. But I'm interested. Yeah, I might check it out. Um, the the game that I've talked quite a bit about and David does not want to play, Oddworld Soul, Soulstorm is dropping on the 6th. Um, I'm definitely going to try it. 100%. I can get it for Windows, which would be cool. I'm I'm excited. You can get it for your PS5 and play it or not play it. Um, next up, we have Star Wars Republic Commando for the Nintendo Switch in the PS4. David has already probably bought it or at least pre-ordered it, I'd assume, because it had Star Wars in it. That's got to be the most interesting thing for him <laughs> at the time. Uh, uh, no. No? You're not interested in that game at all? Not at all. I don't care. At all? That's not, no. That's quite shocking to me. <laughs> Um, there, there's not a huge amount of stuff coming up this year or uh, this, this April. This, no, a lot of stuff that's either has already been out or it's, it, they're coming out on different series or different systems. I, I think we should talk about April's biggest game dropping on the 20th and that's MLB the show 21. There is not going to be a more exciting title this month. And I'm sorry, Nintendo fans we will get to you in a second, but the fact that MLB the show for the first time ever is going to be on something other than PlayStation is huge. Like I've pre-ordered it. Pre-orders are unavailable through some companies right now. This is going to be a very highly anticipated game. I've, as I said, I pre-ordered. So that's kind of where my mind's at. Are you going to be picking it up? I pr- eventually, but the thing is, is like, I'll probably get it when it goes on sale. I, it, for the last three years, I've found the deluxe steelbook edition for like 20 bucks, 30 bucks at uh, Walmart a few months after it comes out. So anyway, I'm, I'm not like a huge sports fan for the games. I enjoy the, the show games. Like I enjoy the MLB games because I like baseball, but I'm not a diehard. I don't know who all the actors are in the, in the each game. Uh, <laughs> okay. That's what they're <laughs> right. They're just actors pretending to play baseball. Um, so I'll, I'll get it eventually, but you know, the fact that it's coming out on Xbox, uh, finally means that we can play baseball against each other. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm so. super duper excited for that. And uh, I'm actually very interested to see what its sales numbers are on Xbox, because I also think it might mm-hmm. outsell PlayStation. It might, because I th- I think there's, you know, PlayStation users, the people who get the game, like it, it's the same people, right? The people who are into the sport or they like the MLB games. Um, but now it's it's been such a big deal for so long that Xbox hasn't had any good baseball games, right? So now we get the best baseball arcade and simulator ever made. I would say the show is probably is the best baseball game other than Ken Griffey Jr.'s baseball and the Super Nintendo. Or Sega Genesis. Uh, yeah. And now Xbox players can finally get it. So that's, that's a big deal. Uh, I'm willing to bet and this might be a, a smoking hot take. And a lot of it has to do with availability of console, but you will see more Xbox Series X um, like versions of the game sold over PlayStation 5. Well, are they doing the are they doing the free upgrade 
to uh, PlayStation. That I don't know. Let me t- let me take a look at my five pre-order. in the Series X version. If you buy the Xbox One or PS4 version, um, MLB the Show Twenty One. I think the I Xbox know. Series X version is sold out. Um, nope. You have to buy. It's eighty nine ninety nine if you buy it physical. Nope. So and there's no, no offer for free next gen copy. So. That's unfortunate because they could increase a lot of their sales if they had free upgrade to the PS5 version from the PS4 one, right? But I think there's going to be a lot of people either holding off from buying it on the PS5 or or just buying it in general so that they can get the PS5 version when they finally get their hands on a PS5. Yeah, the Steelbook this year also has Jackie Robinson on it, which is really awesome. But now it's like... so. I know I haven't had it since MLB The Show, I want to say 19, maybe 18, because I did buy The Show 20, but it never worked on my PlayStation because my PlayStation died. I've never been, and this goes for NHL as well, I've never been one to like take advantage of the pre-order packs because I don't play the card games. Like I like to play Be a Pro yeah. and GM and all that stuff, but I really don't care about like the little cosmetics and loot. So and the legacy stuff, legacy yeah. decks. It's funny because like when you buy the deluxe editions, which I've gotten, you know, you get it. It, it includes ten card packs, and I'm like, okay, this is kind of fun opening these things up, but I don't know what they do. Yeah, the um, <laughs> so MLB the show seventeen. I remember when I was. Oh, it was one of the Toronto stores I was working at, but I walked into the EB and it's always important folks. If you work in a, in a retail establishment, make friends with your EB because they'll always hook you up. Um, otherwise they're just terrible. Anyways, if you are like, I, I don't know if you've ever seen it. My like MLB, the show hat. I've had that mm-hmm. hat since 2017 and now I use it for things. I like it's now to the point where I just wear it for like sweaty things, <laughs> but Man, what a good quality hat. <laughs> I've always liked that hat. It's funny because I was I saw um EB Games had MLB the show 18 and 19 both with the hat for 20 bucks. Oh, like brand damn. New. I would have taken it just for that. Oh, I should have you should have told me. Dude, you well, you and I now have this system where we see something, we take a picture. If there's no response within 10 minutes, just move on. That's true. <laughs> uh, because we we meander for about five to 10 minutes. Um, rounding out the month, again, there's not a lot going on. The only other really big, big title is, it's, it's so small, really. It's Pokemon Snap. Coming out for yeah. one console, but like, out of all the games we've talked about, that's the biggest Nintendo release this this month. It's yeah. There's well, it's called New Pokemon Snap. There is a bunch of small games which we didn't really go over. I do think, actually, no, I lied. I don't think that Island might be kind of neat, but it's a visual kind of experience more than anything else. Nintendo doesn't have a lot going on this year, like just for. Well, they do, but everything's kind of spread out a lot. Like Metopia comes out in May. Rune Factory Five comes out in May. Um. Yeah, Uh, there's not a whole. Police are coming for you now. Yeah, they found me. Hey, don't forget DC Superhero Girls Teen Power. Um, another big one for April though. End of April, same day as Pokemon Snap is Returnal. And this is the one that we talked about uh, last week or the week before where they showed that PlayStation or Sony showed a little bit more about it. And I was saying that it seemed like a, uh, a bullet hell kind of shooter type thing. That's the one where her hips definitely look broken when she's running. Right? Yeah. Um, so that's coming out on the 30th as well, which I'm interested. I, I, I don't know. I doubt I'll get it at launch. Um, but I am interested to see how it does and the the reviews. I hope that I hope that it does well enough because I believe the studio that made it is fairly small. Yeah, it's house house 
house marquee marquee house i don't know it's a finnish video game developer they've been around since 95 uh they haven't really made too many games they have about 80 employees roughly according to wikipedia um what have they made anything that super stardust hd golf tee it up so they've made some like smaller kind of games and ports and stuff like that so this is probably like their biggest yeah biggest game that they've made in their entire history so yeah i'm i'm hoping that that game does well enough for that studio it looks amazing um they are being one of the first publishers or first developers to publish a game on the PlayStation five. That's not a port um, or not an upgrade from the PlayStation four version of the game. This is the new entity. So I'm kind of excited to see how that one goes, but yeah, other than that, that's, that's really everything for April. There's not a whole lot. There's a lot of kind of remakes or ports from other systems. Um, so, yeah. That's pretty much it for our March shows. Uh, as always, we are going to start looking at Falcon and the Winter Soldier like bi-weekly. Um, the one thing I would love to hear your comments about fans is what do you or how do you feel about the the woke status of the broke Avengers? And before you tell me that it's a crime that people like Sam didn't get paid for the Avengers please remember in your comments that a both Sam Captain America and Bucky. So all three of those guys were fugitives of the law when they stole Captain America's shield and then broke out of the raft after the fight at the airport. Okay. Please remember that before you submit your comments, they weren't broke because they were Avengers. They were fugitives and couldn't work. That is it for this. <laughs> I, I just I had to make that clear before people are like, oh my god, they're broke. That is it for this episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Of course, if you like what you're hearing, subscribe, like, pound, follow, do whatever you got to do. Go on Instagram, follow us up, check us out, and Facebook. We might be running another contest soon, and keep an eye out on our YouTube because we have an unboxing video for the ages. For Sean and David, that is That's all. That's me.